Pinball Nerds to episode 463 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name's Orbital Albert, and on today's episode, I'm going to be explaining to you why I do something super weird. Why it is that while I'm playing pinball, especially when I'm getting a high score, and especially, especially if no one's watching, my feet are in the motion of someone on a tightrope wire or on a balance beam. Okay, at the very end of the video, I also have a really cool, well, it's more embarrassing for me, but you, you guys might get a little bit of a kick out of it. It's probably, it's probably the nerdiest thing I do. It's probably the biggest secret that I have kept from you guys for the longest time, but I'm ready to, I'm ready to just, bear all. I'm ready to tell you about it. First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who reached out after doing the last episode, the 88 Pinball Nerds I'm thankful for. Second of all, I want to say sorry to anyone who listened to that who I missed because like even after, uh, you know, by the time I put it up in the next hour, I thought of 15 more people. And so I might stay clear of those kind of like shout out shows in the future. I thought it was something cool and fun and easy to do because you know, I can just think about all the, the awesome people in pinball I'm excited for and that I like and that I think are helping, you know, create a positive environment for pinball overall. And when I think of all those things, those were the people I just thought of first. It doesn't mean that I, you know, nailed the biggest, best, or even the people that probably, you know, deserved it. But I'm probably going to stick clear from those because you, the pinball nerds, have spoken. I only got 130 listens on that one. So that is my lowest of the year. So if you haven't listened to it, do yourself a favor. Don't go back and listen to it. Because if you listen to it and then you aren't named, then I feel like a big bad jerk. Um, Ryan C., by the way, as many of you know, has been challenged to the um, the giant bottle of maple syrup drinking competition. And uh, I, I would like to see at least try, Ryan. I know it's harder to get maple syrup there, but there's got to be some. You've got to be able to find some somewhere. I don't want any of that artificial stuff, no Aunt Jemima, Mrs. Buttersworth, whatever it is. I want the real, doesn't even have to be Canadian maple syrup. It can be Finlandish. Um, I probably shouldn't have recorded sitting in this chair. I have like a newer chair from uh, Ikea that I sit in now quite often. But the only place I can record on the couch, Elwyn is asleep and I didn't want to wake her up. Uh, she's kind of straddled out across both places I could possibly sit. Also, from this angle with my snowball, it's really nice for me. I get to look out over, uh, I'm basically looking over, I don't know, maybe 10 acres of farmer's fields. And behind that, there's just a, a river flowing. I can't see the river from here, but I can see like the opening in the woods where the, the water is. And uh, yeah, anyways, the fan though for the modem is more directed closer towards the snowball. So if you can hear that background noise, I am sorry. Now, let's get into the meat and the potatoes, the meat and the potatoes of the episode. Uh, hope everyone had a wonderful Easter weekend, by the way. 
Now, this Easter weekend, I found myself in Turo. Okay, that's the closest town with a pinball machine. The good old uh, frig. Dooley's. It's called Dooley's. It's like D-O-O-L-E-Y-S. Dooley's Bar. It's the only place that has so um, a pinball machine. So shout out to Dooley's. Now, it's not very level, unfortunately. It's got a big sway to the right. I have no clue who would put the front right uh, <laughs> leg up higher than the rest of the machine. That doesn't make much sense. No, it wasn't that bad, but it was it was very noticeable. Like the ball, you could tell if it would just had a straight, you know, it was going to go straight down the middle. It would lean hard enough to hit about halfway up the left flipper from the ball dropping from somewhere, you know, halfway up the uh, play field. So that's not good. That's not good. But... I've said this in other shows, and I mentioned this is part of the reason why having a one-up arcade will actually help you with your game. The more that you can adjust to playing different ways, until you get to like the top 10 tournaments in the world, or maybe even, I don't know, the top 50, I'll say the top 10 in, in, in North America, the top 50 in the world, I don't know. You know, not every single machine is going to be leveled perfectly everywhere when you go to a tournament, especially smaller leagues, and you're going to newer players' houses, and quite often you're playing tournaments out on location and it's actually rude to even ask. And I remember I played on location for years at a place that had a couple machines that were never quite level. And, but I didn't say or complain anything about it because I don't think they could have, it was like the best they could do with how unlevel that floor was because the floor at the location I'm talking about was like 200 years old and very, very, very unlevel. So, but the machines were never this poorly leveled. This was just, very hard to deal with. However, if you were, you know, once you figured out the shots on your flippers, no different than anything else. And honestly, it did, it changed up the machine a little for me. Once I'm known there a bit better, like I only go in like probably every two months for like two or three hours. So there's, you know, a wide range of rotating bartenders and I haven't got to know any of them that well. But if I knew them better, I would say, hey, would it, you know, be okay with you if I just took a second to level this machine? You can come watch me do it. It will only take 30 seconds. Or I could say, you know, introduce myself and say, hey, um, you know, I've been coming here for the better part of two years. And um, I've just noticed since the last time I came here, the machine went from being very level and very fun to play to not very level. It looks like someone may have accidentally, and I'm sure it wasn't a regular or something. It just might have been someone who is not familiar with pinball. It looks like they raised that upper front leg since I was here last. Would it be okay if I just, you know, lowered it a little? You can watch me do it. It's going to take 30 seconds, you know. Unless they're really sticky, you probably don't even need a tool. You can do it by, typically, you can do it by hand. Uh, most of mine, anyways. So, anyways, I was over there playing good old Ghostbusters. Thanks, Dwight, for being blinded by the lights. But I realized something when I was on my second ball. Well, probably be my third ball because I had an extra ball on my first ball, I believe. I think I had an extra ball on every ball. I got a lot of extra balls on that game. Played for a long time. I had put in um, four loonies. Every time you put in two loonies, it gives you an extra credit. So it's either one game for a dollar, or if you put in two loonies at the same time, it gives you three credits. So I knew I was going to be there for an hour and a half. Danielle had to go. Um, she had to go collect things for Easter. Maybe help out the Easter Bunny a little here on the East Coast. He, uh, well, we do live. We're very close to the Trailer Park Boys. Um, I did hear uh, Mr. Zach Topper Messiah many 
talking about uh, the Trailer Park Boys. That's right, the Trailer Park Boys. Um, and I was recently in one of the parks, either really close to or in the same area, where they shot one of the seasons of Trailer Park Boys. And I had to go there to pick up comic books. And it was like the sketchiest pickup I've ever done in my life. And I was like, I told the person I'd be there between one and two. And at like 201, they're like, if you're not coming, I'm just going to take them out of the mailbox. And I was like, I'll be there in about five minutes. Like, I'm just, you told me I'm getting the comics from your mailbox. You don't need to even be home for God's sake. Anyways, and it was, it was a deal for $15, like eight comics for $15. So it wasn't like a big, anyways, I got the comics. They were in okay condition. Probably not going to buy from that buyer again. They're even worse than the blurry pictures appeared. But while I was playing ball two, I looked down at my feet when the ball finished because the ball got straight down the middle. And I somehow, even though there's barely a tilt bob on that machine, I somehow let it go escape straight down the middle. And I looked at my feet and I realized that my front left foot is more forward. Like it's kind of like crouching forward and it's more forward than even where my hands would be on the flippers by a couple inches and then my back foot was further back much lower but also kind of like straddling very similar to how you would if you were on um you know like if you're walking on a tightrope or if you happen to be on a balance beam in gymnastics the same way that if you're turning a corner very quickly on skates that your feet would be together uh and the same way really you your feet would be together if you were going to do any type of jump where you wanted to really worry about your center of balance so I actually took a look here and I just asked Google, why are people able to walk on a tightrope? And it says, because it seems like it would be very hard to do to just walk in, on a very thin thing in a straight line, right? It says the most important physical skill in tightrope walking is balance. Doing so moved your center of gravity, which is normally just below your rib cage, closer to your feet allowing you to balance more easily. So the further apart your feet are, and you can think about this, a lot of you streamers out there will know what I'm talking about or anyone really who's used a tripod. If you just have, you know, if you were to take your tripod and you were to put it just on one stick and set it on the ground, there's no way it would stand up, right? Because the center of balance has got much higher now by doing that. By pulling out the tripod to three different lengths, you're allowing the center of balance to be much, much, much lower. So the way most people stand, um, a lot of people will stand with their feet the same length forward and backwards. And quite often they'll have their feet very open and very far back. You'll see that like whatever that old wizarding documentary was, everyone talks about. I still haven't seen it. I've been trying to find it free. I'm too cheap. I'm going to pay for it. Special one lit. I still haven't seen it. It was like 10 bucks on America. And I was like, what? That's like more than going to the movies. Anyways, I'm going to try to find it. I know they aired it once on Buffalo Pinball and I missed it there. But the way that guys stand like that, I don't stand like that at all. I always stand with one foot forward and one foot backwards. Not all the time. If I'm just casually having a beer, shooting the shots with friends, I'm not like taking it that seriously. But I'm talking about somewhere around ball two on Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. And ball two, I got to, we came, we saw, we kicked its butt or whatever it was, right? And and the wizard mode or mini wizard, I don't know. Well, it can't be wizard, mini wizard because I got to it twice. I think I got to, 
Yeah, I think I got to it in ball two and I got to it in ball three because I got so many extra balls. Anyways, my score wasn't even that high. Like my buddy Mark uh, Turan from Call the Office, shout out, uh, used to watch him play. And I know on ball one once he got 2.6 billion on Ghostbusters. So uh, I just looked at my pitcher that I took with the scoreboard. None of the pictures with my mask turned out. I was going to post one, but they're all kind of blurry. But I did take a picture of just like for, for pin to go. If I ever get that again, I got to get that again. Um, I took that off my phone because I didn't have enough room because I have a garbage phone, but I'm going to get a new phone. I'm going to get pin to go. And then I can have all the things on my phone. It will be wonderful. But tightrope walker, walk, walkers know this. People on balance beams know this. And if you ever watch gymnastics, when they're about to do some type of flip or maneuver, even like pull vaulters right before they go off, anytime you really need to know where that center of balance is and you need to keep that center of balance low, you want your feet together. The same like I was saying with, I am half Dutch. I'm half Dutch. I'm half Dexan. Who knows? Uh, maybe like one-tenth Canadian, but you know, doesn't matter. Uh, when you keep or sorry, the, the Dutch are very, very, very world-renowned for being excellent at, uh, especially indoor track speed skating. Of course, the Canadians are the best at, like, power skating and hockey. But when you're whether you're doing power skating and hockey and you're trying to get down very low to get around those pylons, or whether you're speed skating, the lower your, the lower your center of gravity, the easier it is to adjust and move your body and make changes quicker and to put your weight behind it. So what I've found personally, I don't like my feet together. I like them actually spread fairly. I'm doing a lunge. I'm basically doing a lunge. And I find whenever I really need to nudge a lot on a machine that either has a very tight or sorry, a very loose tilt bob, or it's a really important game where I'm getting really far. And believe me, I'm a okay pinball player. But I've played even that Ghostbusters 100 times and only got to the wizard mode maybe once before on it. Not 100, maybe 50 games, right? So while I was playing it all the time, I might get to wizard mode maybe once in 20 times playing it, depending on, again, how hard the tilt was set up. And because the tilt was so loose on this and I could get away with so much, and I only had one danger after doing like 15 slap saves, like I was, I am not good at shooting on that game, especially that right ramp. Oh my God, that's tighter than shots in Houdini, for gosh sake. Um, anyways, I do not think that this would help most players games. And especially let's say you're a bit older and you have bad knees or a bad back. This is not, and I'm not even saying there's anyone else out there that could help. I'm actually more just saying, does anyone else play this way? Especially when other people aren't looking. Now, when I'm out at a tournament, I might have my front foot a little bit more forward and my back one a little bit more further out. And you'll notice my feet are definitely more together than most people. A lot of people will really open their hips and their feet are wide apart. Even when I'm standing up at the machine, I'll have both my feet like quite often very close together and, and not spread far apart as far as that way. But it doesn't matter. Sometimes I even stand with my legs crossed standing up there when they're close. And that has nothing to do with nudging. That just has to do with comfortability if I'm playing like an old EM or something where I'm doing micro nudges but not doing slap saves often. And I guess I guess what it comes down to, I guess the whole point of what I'm trying to tell you here is I'm not trying to tell you to stand like a tightrope walker. Walker, you don't have to start all standing like a gymnast about to you know go off a pole vault. No, no, I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you when no one's looking, it's the same thing with singing. 
I sing in the car all the time. I sing at the mall rarely, but I do from time to time. I sing on this, you know, like in front of like random people I don't know. Rarely I sing on this podcast in front of random people. I'm not sure who's listening all the time. It's a comfortability thing. When there's no one around, and I'm not even just talking about where and how you place your feet, you might want to try changing it around. I would definitely recommend not a wide gait or a wide stance, like definitely not even shoulder width apart or further, because then if you do have to go left or right, you can quickly push left or right like that. Now, again, it might come down to just, you might have a medical issue, right? You could have freaking sciatica. Maybe you have to stand whoever's most comfortable. Me personally, if I get really into it and I turn off my brain where I go, and you have to remember, yes, I was in a bar. Nobody was watching. There was like 30 people in the back. And if you do watch Trailer Park Boys, you'll know what they were doing back there. And I didn't know until I moved out here it was a real thing, but they're playing the VLTs. That's right. It's the video lottery terminals. I've seen them. They scare me. You know me. I like, if I'm going to do a bet, on something I prefer to do. I do bet on sports from time to time. Very, 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 very infrequently. 20 bucks here, 50 bucks here. If it's a big event or um, for the, eh, for the masters and for golf, but I normally just parlay over to the next event. Very, I, I variegate my bets so highly that it's, it would be extremely rare that I would not have a certain amount of money to move, to roll over to the next, like basically Hockey, golf, tennis, that's about it. But if I do want to bet on something, I'll bet on it by purchasing the comic book, by trying to bet on, oh, I think that DC movie's coming out next year, right? Um, or I'll take a bet on a sports card. I think that this particular hockey player, uh, like Leon Dreisaitl right now off the Edmonton Oilers, my favorite player, I'm looking at possibly purchasing some of his rookie cards. Not the expensive upper deck ones, but the... Uh, more Orby wallet-friendly style Opeachy ones, right? So anyways, what I'm saying is when you're by yourself, try anything. Don't be afraid to try anything when it comes to nudging, when it comes to moving your body around. Don't be afraid of it because you'll see guys and they get a little bit, they'll, they'll do like a weird donkey kick. There's tons of guys who do donkey kicks. I've talked about this before. This is where you lift your, either your left or your right leg up, your foot up in the air by your knee, and you're using it as the counterbalance. In fact, you very rarely see a top 100 player who doesn't use counterbalancing. So I'm talking to you either non-nudgers or you very rarely nudgers or you only, people only nudge if it's to prevent it going out an out lane or going into an in lane at the top. <clears throat> Learn how to counterbalance. Counterbalancing when you have to do a big move is also extremely helpful. Now guess what? When you have your feet in not super, if you have your legs really far apart like that, you can't do a donkey kick or a counterbalance. And almost every you know, if you watch almost any pinball tournament near the top, you're going to see guys doing this sort of thing. It's because it works. It helps you move your weight around very quickly. And from the position I'm telling you about, you can easily get into those positions, right? So, and I'm not talking about a full lunge. I'm talking about like sort of a micro one where you just have a slight bend in, in maybe say your back knee a little and your front knee is almost straight. So anyways, I don't know if this helps you at all or if it was just a weird episode. It's probably a weird episode. There's very, very, very little news going on. 
Um, I was going to have Chris on from Canada's Pinball Podcast. He had some issues at the time that we were going to, we were attempting to record. We hadn't nailed down a time, but the time we wanted to, he was having some issues uh, getting baby Canada to cooperate enough to be able to record an episode, which I can understand as a dad myself. You know, I have, I'm lucky enough to have two sons who, well, one will be 13 very shortly. So I almost have two teenagers. And when I tell them, boys, I have an important interview. Don't interrupt me. They know because I'm a pretty good dad most of the time, but you don't, I can hulk out. You don't want to see me turn into Grumpy Hulk. And they don't want to see me turn into Grumpy Hulk because then I say something like what happened to Owen last week when he got in trouble at school. And I had to say, oh, I'm sorry, but you're not going to play Fortnite for a week. So anyways, video games are by far the best deterrent ever on the planet. <clears throat> and you know what? I think he's been much more better behaved in the last week, which is great. But before I go, there's something embarrassing I have to tell you. And something I also have to brag about. Speaking of sons, last night, a little tear welled up in my eye, a little tear welled up in my eye at the end of the game. Hayden was playing in his final, is possibly his final playoff game if he doesn't win it for his grade 11 basketball year. And under the gun, when it counted, when it mattered against a, probably the best shooting game in the entire county. He got 20 points. Man, that was so awesome. I got to watch it. And like, I didn't go to as many basketball games last year as I should have. Sometimes I was lazy. Sometimes I was tired. Sometimes I had homesteading stuff to do. And the fact this year that we get to watch them all on Zoom, like you do not have an excuse as a parent. If you're not watching every one of your kids' games on Zoom, like, because you just get to sit at home and even Danielle's watching them with us and she's learning more about basketball and Owen was watching with us and we were just cheering on the River Herbert Raiders the whole time. So, so proud of Hayden. He got, he tied for getting the most points in the game. Um, he, and he doesn't run up the ball like a lot. He's the guy, like a lot of those were rebounds or steals that he had to get himself. So that was a lot of time and energy. I think he got five or six rebounds, like counted and at least three steals. So they were only winning by like two points with a minute left. And wow, uh, he was, he didn't get like the final basket or anything. So, you know, and it takes a whole team. So congratulations to everyone on the River Herbert Raiders. You guys killed it. You squashed them. Um, and I just, as a dad, I couldn't have been more proud. This Saturday, I might even have to cancel. I'm looking at getting a lot of G.I. Joe comic book cards. Sorry, com I, I have every G.I. Joe comic book card. I'm looking at getting a lot of G.I. Joe comics in Halifax, and I'm supposed to go get it Saturday. Had basically closed in on the deal and the price and everything. And as it turns out, I'll be staying home this Saturday because they won. So I'm going to be watching his game live on Zoom. I can't really... I guess I could maybe find somewhere and do that in Halifax. I don't know. We'll see. But I, no matter where I am, Hayden, I'll be watching the game. I can't wait to watch it. I couldn't have been more proud as a dad. And you know what? Hayden's not – he'd be the first one to admit he doesn't have the prettiest uh, shot. You know, he's not the best shooter, but he just – he works his butt off. He grinds his teeth. He, get in there, he gets in there. He plays a very clean game. He was fouled four times, and yet he didn't get called on a single foul. So I saw at least once there he pushed back on the same guy that, guy that threw him on the ground like three times. They were a very physical team. And uh, Hayden is very strong, but he's also like 
He's not the tallest, biggest guy on the team, especially there was some grade 12 kids on the other team, particularly one guy who looked more like his body was suited to be a football player, and he kind of played basketball like a football player. Um, but anyways, I've gone wildly off topic. Would you expect anything else, guys? Would you expect anything else? I did promise something embarrassing on the way out. And guys, I don't know if I had to give it, if I had to be a complete nerd and give it the nerdiness factor i would say like you know being a pinball hardcore pinball player like me hardcore collector where i talk about nudging and counterbalancing and standing like you're on a tightrope walker <laughs> like what am i going to talk about next uh how mountaineering helps you uh do tap passes i don't know no i'm just kidding i would say that being a pinball nerd is like a six out of ten nerdy then being especially a non-sports trading card nerd is probably like a 7 out of 10. Then being a comic book nerd is probably like an 8 out of 10. And I am proud to be all of those things. But then to what I'm doing next, I don't even know. Like if I was a rocket scientist, I guess that would be a 10 or something. Which I just think those guys are rad as F. So I, this is not even like a... I don't... I hate it when people take rad or, or nerd as bad. Dork is bad. You don't want to be a dork. They're like... Oh, that guy's a dork. No, that's not good. But that they're like, man, that guy, that Bill Gates guy, he's such a freaking nerd. That's what I'm saying. I want to be that type of nerd. I'm not even a billionth as smart as him. But anyways, something I've really got into recently and I didn't want to tell anyone is I've decided that I'm going to not only be going to the upcoming Comic-Cons across Canada and probably the United States, but I'm going to be dressing up in cosplay. That's right. Orbital Albert will not be known as Orbital Albert at these upcoming expos and cons, but rather Aquaman. That's right. I'm going to be dressing up as Aquaman. Not the Jason Momoa, the newer DC movie one that was meh. I mean, he, he looked kind of cool in it, but the movie was meh. And I want to be like the comic book dude, you know, and I haven't decided where, when, how. Some Aquaman has beards and some Aquaman don't. And I don't know which one I'm going to be. Probably probably the guy with the beard. What I don't know is if I'm going to be dyeing everything blonde. I do have right up now. This is so nerdy, guys. I'm sorry. I have up right now. I'm on Etsy. I have the Aquaman-inspired Trident from the 2018 movie, Trident of Atlas. And it is a 3D printed, do-it-yourself Aquaman-inspired Trident kit. It's 140 bucks Canadian. If you were to ask me last year if I was going to spend $140 possibly to look like Aquaman, Aquaman, <laughs> I would say no. You got to paint this freaking thing yourself, but it is pretty cool. Like it comes in all these little tiny parts probably to make ease of shipping. But as much as I like going to like events like this, I kind of felt like, I, I mean, I wasn't a, it's not the same as doing cosplay going to Pemberg, but you know, I, I kind of felt like it was, it's, it was similar to that. And there was some people dressed up as cosplay. Um, even a couple of the pinball people kind of dressed up like their favorite comic book heroes, that sort of thing. Joe Silvaggi, I know did who's uh, uncle toy box on Twitch does a lot of uh, virtual pin streaming. Check them out. If you haven't shout out, I also wanted to give one final shout out and I know it's so nerdy. It's so nerdy. I want to give a final shout out to Mike Dimas because he has been putting out content day after day after day. If you still haven't checked him out on YouTube, go check out some of the stuff. doesn't mean it's kind of like my stuff and that maybe you're not going to like 
if it's more about fixing the machine and you're not into fixing the machine, maybe you'd rather just see the tour, you know, the most recent tour of all of his machines. So maybe you're not going to want to watch every episode, but he's got so much content now. Go through there and pick and choose the ones that you think would be the most interesting. I love watching and just go on an adventure to buy a new pin. So anyways, pinball nerds, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And I hope you had a wonderful Easter don't go overboard on the sugar. Hopefully you got all your sugar in this weekend and you can get back to being healthy. That's part of the reason why I'm on a bit of a health kick right now is because, well, I'll be honest, I look like more like uh, the thing, okay, from the Fantastic Four, or I look more like the blob. No, I'm not that bad. I was going to say the blob from Marvel. No, no, I don't. I don't look like the thing or blob, but I, I look like halfway between the thing or the blob and Aquaman. And I want to look more like Aquaman. So <clears throat> I've stepped up my workout routine. Okay. I'm no Josh Mudd yet, but I'm working on it. Uh, shout out to the, all the poor men's pinball tribe members, by the way. I just, I want to be more ripped. I want to be more healthy. I want to be more strong. I want to be more fit. I'm going to probably drink less. I'm going to eat unhealthy less. I'm going to, I'm trying, these are things that I'm all trying to do, not just so I can look like Aquaman and kill it at all the comic cons, but just for myself, because I think it would be fun, right? So, all right, pinball nerds, have yourself a wonderful day. Until next time, remember to eat, sleep, and breathe tightrope walking. Oh.